Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for listening to the Give Me Understanding podcast. I'm the host, Aaron Dodson. Psalm 119, verse 34, best describes this podcast. The psalmist wrote in the long ago, Give me understanding, and I shall keep your law. Indeed, I shall observe it with my whole heart. This is the podcast where I discuss the sacred text, and I do my best to help myself and others understand it. This world is not my home Yet this is my father's world. There are two songs from which that phrase is taken. And I want to read the words to those songs that we often sing and mention some passages and, and give some words of, of, of admonition, but also encouragement. Truly, this world is not our home. Yet this is our father's world. The song This world is not my home, says, This world is not my home, I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. That reminds me of Matthew 6, where Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. He says, don't do that. Instead, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Verse 2, they're all expecting me, and that's one thing I know. My Savior pardoned me, and now I onward go. I know he'll take me through, though I am weak and poor, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. I have a loving Savior up in glory land. I don't expect to stop until I with him stand. He's waiting now for me in heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Just up in glory land, we'll live eternally. The saints on every hand are shouting victory. Their song of sweetest praise drift back from heaven's shore, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh, Lord, you know I have no friend like you. If heaven's not my home, then, Lord, what will I do? The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Now, in my mind, the lyrics of that song mean that we are temporary residents and ultimately our citizenship is in heaven. That is true, and that cannot be, that cannot be denied. Philippians 3 Verse 20 and following, Paul wrote, For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body, that it may be conformed to His glorious body, according to the working by which He is able even to subdue all things to Himself. This world is not my home. My citizenship is in heaven. I am looking forward to Jesus' return. Jesus told the apostles, and the same is true of me. He said, I go to prepare a place for you, and I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am there you may be also, John 14, 3. This world is not my home. No one lives on this earth forever. Even if you live to be 
as old as Methuselah, which we all know no one's living that old anymore, but he lived 969 years and he died according to Genesis 5. This was back before the times of the, the time of the flood and the change of age, the length of age on earth by most humans. But even if we were to live in our day and time today, a hundred years, a hundred and five years, that is merely a blink compared to eternity. So we're only going to be here temporarily. The world is passing away, which makes me think of 1 John chapter 2. John wrote, verse 15, Do not love the world or the things in the world. Now John uses that language in his uh, writings to speak of the world system. He's not saying uh, necessarily not to love or be thankful for the earth, the rocks, and the trees. Now Romans 1 condemns that condemns if we uh, condemns us if we love the creation rather than the creator. But here he's speaking of the world system, the sin that's in the world, those that lie under the sway of the wicked one. John 5. 19. We know that we are of God and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. He writes in 1 John 2.15, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. That would be the world system. And the world system is passing away and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. So as children of God, we must live each day knowing this world is not our forever home. This earth and the world system, the people of the world, the sin of the world, those that serve Satan knowingly or unknowingly, they are not of the Father. The things that are of the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, these things are not of the Father. There is no darkness. There is no sin in Him at all, 1 John 1, 5. But these things are of the world, and the world is passing away. Truly, this world is not our home. We're not to be of the world. Truly, we live in it. But we are not to be of it. How many times have you heard a good gospel preacher preach a sermon like that? And we need to hear that. The world is passing away and the lust of it, the desires of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. And there's another passage that the lyrics of this song make me think of. 1 Peter 2, verse 11 and 12. Beloved, I beg you. As sojourners and pilgrims abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul, having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works which they observe glorify God in the day of visitation. This world is not our forever home. <laughs> The people of the world are knowingly or unknowingly serving Satan. And we can't be like that. We must not partake of the things 
of the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, the vainglory of life, because those things are not of the Father. But yet, as children of God, we are the Father. Excuse me, we are of the Father. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 2 through 4, some of my favorite verses. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. How? Through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. This world is not our home as children of God. We do not need to set up camp here. And we struggle with this. I struggle with this. But we need to remember that this world is not our home. We cannot partake of the things of the world. And we also know that the earth, as it is now, it will pass away. It's not going to be here forever. And so that's why you read verses like, Keep God in your plans always. First uh, James 4, rather, 13 through 17. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit, whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. You ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. If we boast about tomorrow, we are arrogant, and that kind of boasting is evil. Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it to him, it is sin. This earth and the world system, that which is sinful on the earth, is passing away. It is temporary. These things will pass. And if we live long enough, Hebrews 9.27, we will die. Our spirit will separate from our body. We will go to the next realm. We will not be here. This world is not our home. So we do not need to partake of the things of this world. And certainly we don't need to worship the creation rather than the creator. Truly we can enjoy the creation and give God the glory as the creator for it. Oh, there's a sense in which I love the earth, the things uh, that God has created, the beautiful mountains, the oceans, the, the deserts, the creeks, the rivers, the lakes, the animals, the rocks, all of it. It's incredible. But Romans 1, we do not need to love the creation rather than the Creator. That's Romans 1, verse 25. Instead, we need to worship the Creator for the creation that He has given us to enjoy. We must not get caught up in the world system. And that means that we need to make wise decisions when it comes to right and wrong, godliness and ungodliness. We need to know what the, what the uh, works of the flesh are, Galatians 5, and, and what the fruit of the Spirit is, Galatians 5. And we need to make right and good decisions. Because this earth and the world system is passing away. 
and all will stand before God and give account for how uh, he or she has lived. You remember Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13 and 14. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. And one more verse to remind us that we must be careful about the decisions that we make, that we make decisions that are good and godly, knowing that this world is not our home. Acts 17, verse 30 and 31, Paul wrote that God commands, or excuse me, Paul preached and Luke wrote, God commands all men, all people everywhere to repent because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. So that would be King Jesus. God the Father will judge the world by his son Jesus. And Jesus said the same thing. John chapter 5 I believe, let me look, it's verse 22. The Father has committed all judgment to the Son. The Son will enact the resurrection, John 5, uh, 28 and 29. And John 12, His words, the words of the Son, will judge us on the last day. Jesus said, he who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his command is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the Father has told me, so I speak. So the world here is not our home. It is not. And we need to live in accordance with that great truth that we know we're only here temporary, temporarily. We're temporary residents. We're sojourners. Uh, recently in a Wednesday night devotional, uh, this past Wednesday night actually, I mentioned Hebrews 11 verse 13. This is what I believe to be the key to the chapter as to the basis for these decisions that these individuals made, not only did they believe that God was worthy to be served and that they had faith because they trusted Him. Trust is a big idea here in Hebrews 11. They trusted God, therefore they obeyed Him. But also, they died in faith because they saw the promises afar off. They embraced God's promises, watch, and they confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth, this world is not my home. So we need to use our time accordingly. It's so easy to get caught up in doing things that are of less importance than the things of God. Parents, we have to be very careful. Put sports and recreation in their proper place. Don't spend the majority of your time doing recreation and sports Put that in its proper place, in a healthy situation, in a healthy scenario. As we have time to relax and to enjoy ourselves, our business is to be about the Father's business, serving Him. Now, I realize we can do that in many, many ways. 
and that even in recreation we can give God the glory. I'm not saying that that, that is not possible and that we shouldn't. We, we should and we can and we must. But the things that God has instructed us to be involved in, preaching and teaching and serving, helping and loving and bearing one another's burdens, all of these things, these are the things that need to take up the majority of our time. Yes, we sleep. Yes, we provide a living for our family. Yes, we have relaxation downtime. Yes, yes, yes. But this world is not my home, so I don't want to get caught up. I don't want to find myself getting my kicks, if you will, off of things of the world or things of the earth, even things that are not inherently sinful. I want to be careful how I use and handle those things. I want to keep my mind focused on God and Christ, knowing that I am a temporary resident on the earth, and also knowing I don't want to die and be unprepared. This world is not my home. Jesus is preparing a place for those that love God. Now watch this. This world is not my home, yet this is my Father's world. Obviously not the world system that lives in a perpetual state of sin outside of Christ, but the earth and the things of it, the things that are in and of themselves good and right. They're not sinful or evil. This world is not my home, yet this is the earth. This is my Father's world. Remember that song? This is my Father's world, and to my listening ears, all nature sings and round me rings the music of the spheres. This is my Father's world. I rest me in the thought of rocks and trees, of skies and seas. His hand, the wonders wrought. This is my Father's world. The birds, their carols raise. The morning light, the lily white, declare their maker's praise. This is my Father's world. He moves in every place, in height and depth, in life and death. We see his marks of grace. This is my Father's world. Oh, let me ne'er forget that though the wrong seems off so strong, God is the ruler yet. This is my Father's world, the earth and heaven declare. His wonders here, His glory there, for He is everywhere. So no, I do not need to get caught up in the world system. I do not, be, I do not need to become a casual, uh, excuse me, as I say sometimes, a casualty of society, a casualty of Satan. Hell is prepared for the devil and his angels, Jesus said. Matthew 25, uh, let me double check the verse, I think. I think it's verse 31. Matthew 25. No, it's not 31. It's verse 41. Matthew 25, 30, uh, 41. But those who follow Satan will be cast there as well. Matthew 25, the same section, the same teaching where Jesus said that heaven was I'm sorry <laughs> where Jesus said that hell was prepared for the devil and his angels Jesus said that those who serve Satan will go away into everlasting punishment Matthew 25:46 This world's not my home and it's easy to get overwhelmed with the world system and all the evil and wickedness is going on in our country right now but we need to remember this is our father's world he created this beautiful earth for us to enjoy. 
and also to observe and to enjoy so that we might be without excuse, Romans 1.20, and so that we might worship Him as the Creator instead of worshiping the creation, Romans 1.25. Romans 1.25 says that the people of that time exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the Creator. So the opposite of that would be true. It's good and right for us to enjoy creation and worship the Creator and not the creation. So we can enjoy it and we can give thanks to God for it. We can stand in all of His great power. Uh, one of my favorite passages in the Bible uh, regarding God's great power. As I turn there, Psalm 33, the psalmist wrote, By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, and all the host of them by the breath of His mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea together as a heap. He lays up the deep in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of Him. Why? For He spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. So this earth and the world system are not my home as a child of God, but don't get wrapped and don't get caught up in it. Don't get wrapped up in it. Don't live the way of the world system, but also don't get discouraged and bogged down by the world system because this is my father's world. He is in control. And when we live by his will, he will bless us. He will take care of us. There are so many passages that teach that God will meet our needs as we seek to serve Him. Mind you, our needs, not our wants. We need to follow good examples and avoid the bad examples, 1 Corinthians 10, 11. And we need to take trust in God and know that there is no temptation overtaking us, but such as is common to mankind. And that God is faithful. He won't allow us to be tempted beyond what we are able, but with the temptation, the trial, He will make the way of escape that we may be able to bear it. 1 Corinthians 10, 11 through 13. Yes, the world is under the sway of the wicked one, but God is in control. There is peace and rest even on earth internally, for those who seek and serve Jesus. Remember Jesus' words, Come to me all who labor and are heavy laden. And no doubt in that setting, that context, that would have meant a ton to Jews who were burdened down by the traditions and the commandments of their religious leaders. He said, Come to me, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I am gentle and lowly in heart. By doing that, you will find rest Watch, for your souls. He didn't say you'll find rest physically, that you can just sit around on the couch and hang out all your life and there's no work to do. No, the rest is for our souls if we will come and take the yoke of Jesus and yoke ourselves to Him. That is, take up our cross and follow Him, Luke 9, 23. He says, for my yoke, here's the reason why, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Satan's yoke is heavy. The yoke of the traditions of men is heavy. But the yoke of Jesus is easy. His burden is light. And those who delight in doing God's will, they will find these words of John to be true in their life. For this is the love of God, 
that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. 1 John 5, 3. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. And so we know that our faith is what overcomes the world. So we're not bogged down with the fact that this world is not our home. We're not living in a perpetual state of discouragement when we stay in the Word of God because this world is not our home. We're just passing through. And there's one more passage I want to mention with that. Hebrews chapter 11, back there again. For those who say such things, that they're strangers and pilgrims, they declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they'd come out, they would have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a better, that is a heavenly country. Therefore, God isn't ashamed to call to be called their God, for He has prepared for a city for them. And keep in mind, this was a, a letter written to individuals who were told at the end of the letter, you don't have a continuing city in Jerusalem, but instead you seek the one to come. And so you need to continually offer the praise, the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of your lips, giving thanks to his name. And do good and share, for with those kinds of sacrifices, God is well pleased. Hebrews 13, 14 through 16. So we are to look forward to that heavenly home. But while we're here, though this world is not our home, this is our Father's world. That means God's in control and God has given us instructions. Consider what God the Son said in the great Sermon on the Mount. You know, I hear this phrase said often. Look with me at Matthew chapter 5. I hear this phrase said often, especially of those who may be sick or those who may be hurting or those who may be older. And I understand. I may think this too. When I get older, I'm in a situation where I'm tempted to think this. So I'm not being hard. I'm not trying to belittle those that struggle or when we struggle. But sometimes I hear this I don't know why I'm here as a child of God. I don't know. I'm old. I'm sick. I'm in a position where I can't do what I used to do. I don't know why God left me here. And folks, I can understand being tempted to think that. I, can, I get that. I'm not, I'm not belittling you if you have ever thought that. Here's the answer. You are the light of the world. King Jesus said to those who would serve in his kingdom, he said, you are the salt of the earth. Verse 14, you are the light of the world. Salt preserves and light illuminates. We can talk about other things, but those, I think, are the two main ideas that Jesus wants us to get out of salt and light. And he doesn't say, be the salt, be the light. He says, you are the salt, you are the light. A city that's set on a hill can't be hidden. And they don't light a lamp to put it under a, a basket. That's not the point of a lamp. Not in the first century and not today. Instead, they put a light on a lampstand. They put it where it can be seen so it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine in such a way. Before men, before others, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. When you're tempted to think, you know, I don't know why I'm here. 
I'm in such a bad situation. My life is hard now. I miss my loved ones who have died. I'm sick. Look, those are real folks. I'm not belittling you. I'm not belittling your troubles. But look to God. He will provide, 1 Corinthians uh, 10, 13. And He reminds you when you're in His Word, you're the salt of the earth. You're preserving it. You're the light of the world. No, this world is not your home, but 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 this is your father's world. And as a son or daughter of your father in heaven, if you love your enemies, if you follow the example of Jesus, Matthew 5, 43 to 48, you will shine. Others will see your example, and they can glorify your Father who is in heaven. Do these things, Jesus said, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. Ah, think about that. I think I might have also been thinking of another phrase, the principle from Luke, uh, excuse me, Matthew 13. The righteous shining forth is the sun. Okay, I'm not considering the context there, but the idea that the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Wow. No, the world here and the earth, the earth and the earth and the world system is not our home. Yet this is our father's world. He's in control. He's given us what we need and we have a purpose. We have a charge. Need I remind us that King Jesus said, follow me and I will make you to be fishers of people, fishers of men, Matthew 4, 19. So if you're not fishing, if I am not fishing, if you are not fishing for people, for Jesus, who are we following? We're following self and Satan. And folks, we need to wake up. The souls around us are precious and they need the gospel. Jesus died for them. You say, what's my purpose here? Well, this is your Father's world and your mission is to make disciples of all the nations, Matthew 28, 18 through 20, and, and, to, be, and, to, and to be what you are, the salt and the light, to illuminate the truth and the way of God to other people. And 1 Peter 2, I'm going to close with this verse. 1 Peter 2, 5, you also as living stones never stop living. Never stop being alive spiritually, dear brother, dear sister. When you stop growing and living, you're dead and you're a casualty. As living stones being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God. This world is not your home, yet this is your Father's world, and here's one of your works to do, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. That's worship and service to God. And verse 9 says that we are to proclaim the praises of Him who called us out of darkness, into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now 
have obtained mercy. And I know in the first century, he's speaking there specifically of Gentiles. Folks, physically, we're Gentiles. We were people outside of that covenant previously. But we can partake of that covenant because of King Jesus. We were once not a people, but now we're the people of God. We once had not obtained mercy, but now we've obtained it. So think like it, live like it, act like it, and proclaim the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. Tell others about your Savior, Jesus. Don't be ashamed to talk to others about your Savior, Jesus. Don't prejudge the people around you and say they don't like it, they don't want it, they don't need it, etc., etc., etc. All these are excuses, they're cop-outs. No, this world's not our home, but this is our Father's world. And we have a charge, we have a purpose, we have a mission. We are the salt and we are the light. Hey, I hope something I've said has encouraged you. Just thinking about this and thinking about my listeners listening to this, it has, it has encouraged me. You are an encouragement to me for listening and sharing and your feedback that some of you give me from time to time. If you're listening and you've never reached out to me, you've never interacted with me, send me a message. If you're on Podbean or Spotify and you're listening to this, share it. Click like. You can do that on Podbean. You can make a comment on Podbean. Interact with me. I'd love to hear you. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear if this is blessing your life. You are a blessing to me. And I... I am thankful for this opportunity to do this podcast, and I hope that the thought today in this episode has been beneficial to you. I need it. Aaron, this world is not your home, but it is your Father's world. And as such, don't live in the world system. Don't be of it. But be in and among the world as your Father's world with your Father's mission. Thanks for listening to the Give Me Understanding podcast. I will catch you next time.